Rapper Cardi B, one of the Joe Biden's top supporters, whines over inflation and house shortages. It wasn't that long ago she was whining about taxes. I don't like how to pay these taxes. These taxes, how you pay Like, hey, Cardi, welcome to reality like the rest of us. You don't like the government taking your money, do you? Guess what? You voted for the old rich white dude. That's right. The very same, the very same type of guy your people did not want to vote for because why? Oh, because that white people are racist. Rich, white, elderly men, those people, they're racist. And then what did you turn around and do? You voted for him. <laughs> okay. But no, as long as he's got a black vice president, we're good. It's, it's okay. That's okay. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you tuning in to here at the All-American Savage Show podcast. I uh, just did a little episode about 55 minutes right before this one. I wanted to get um, get that message out there. But now it's time to shift into news mode, and there's a lot of news to cover, a lot of things to see here. Let me turn this down just a little bit. There we go. Oh, man. So yesterday was a hell of an episode. Um, we saw firsthand how um, basically... And you just, you just got to love this. Uh, I got banned on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok all at the same time. Well, roughly within an hour. Now, a few days prior to that, I had uh, been banned from YouTube. And, of course, all of you know this. This is, no, this is nothing new. Um, I knew this was going to happen, right? We, we knew this was going to happen. This is nothing new. I get banned left and right. My God, I've had more Instagram accounts than I can even remember. It's ridiculous. It's insane, right? It's just the way it goes. Well, here we are. So what's next, right? Well, you know, when God closes a door, sometimes he wants you to essentially shape charge another one. So that's what we're doing. We're over on Rumble now. Rumble and Truth Social. It's weird how things work sometimes. Very weird. And the reason I say that is because I'm in contact now with the CEO of the Public Square app. And for those that don't know what Public Square is, essentially, it's an app that promotes patriotic businesses that don't adhere to leftist ideology. We're already on there. For the last two and a half, almost three years, we have tried to run advertisement on these platforms. And they don't let us. They refuse to let us. 
They say CBD is just not something they want to mess with. Public Square said they're going to. They're going to let us throw some ad spend money on their platform. Granted, it's a slowly growing platform, but it is growing. This could be the way that we see a parallel economy that shifts right from the left. I don't mind supporting patriotic businesses. I really don't, as long as the products are quality products. I don't mind. I'm in talks with True Social, with their ad team. I've got a call with them this Monday to start seeing if they'll allow us to throw ad money on the Truth Social app to promote Shell Shock CBD. I'm hoping this pays off. Hoping this pays off. We'll see. I have a good feeling it will. So I'll keep you informed. I want to say thank you for sharing the podcast. I want to say thank you for being over here on Rumble. Now, many of you have asked me a very good question as far as like, John, how do we receive notifications of when you go live? I'm currently talking to the community app. And for those who don't know what a community app is, essentially it's a text messaging thing to where I can just mass text everybody. It's going to cost me a little money, but it could be one way to keep everybody informed. Another way is to subscribe at the link in my bio. And here is the link. It's the link tree. You can hit that subscription button. And it'll basically keep you informed of any time new content gets promoted. So go to that link tree and hit that subscribe button. And that's the way you can kind of see what's going on. Go to my Instagram profile at the link in the bio. Tap that, and at the top right, hit that subscribe button. Enter in your email, your SMS, whatever. And once I hear back from community, I might just have to set up to where it's just like a mass blast uh, text message to everybody that wants to watch. So just keep that in mind. But appreciate all the love and support, everyone being here and helping us grow. You can follow me on Truth Social. Uh, Twitter's not coming back. YouTube's probably not coming back. Um, Twitch certainly isn't coming back because fuck those nerds. I can finally say it. Cracker. <laughs> For those that don't know, there was a massive thing on uh, Twitch, like maybe about a year ago, to where uh, content creators and political podcasters were saying the word cracker. Not in negative light, they were just saying cracker. And Twitch was banning them. You couldn't even say cracker on there. Weird. It's the way it works, but eh, whatever. It is what it is. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the news because there is a lot to cover and josh comes back tomorrow oh thank you jesus thank you jesus i miss josh i miss him so much such a good dude such a good dude <laughs> i'm sure y'all miss him as well he's a great great add to the uh the podcast so appreciate him love him to death let's get into it first story we got coming up over here is uh, Pritzker issues emergency disaster proclamation to assist with migrants arriving to Chicago from Texas. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. The controversial program from Texas, Governor Greg Abbott, has sent asylum-seeking migrants to New York City and Washington, D.C. as well. During an update Wednesday, alongside Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Cook County Board President Tony Perkwinkle, Perkwinkle? Jesus, 
His parents must have hated him. Illinois' Governor J.B. Pritzker issued an emergency disaster proclamation in an effort to assist the state with resources as Texas continues to bus groups of migrants to Chicago. I love this. I absolutely love this. Yes. It's very easy for these other northern states to sit there and say, oh, we don't need a southern border. No humans are illegal. But you don't deal with the local economic strain at all. You don't deal with the high inflated crime rates. You don't deal with any of that. But now you're going to. I love it. Bust them all. Send them all up there. Absolutely. You love the illegal immigrants so much, you take them. By the way, they're not vetted. Some are not in any kind of database whatsoever, so you don't know what you're getting. You could be getting child rapists. You could get drug runners, gun runners, coyote. You don't know. You have no idea. But hey, if you're willing to take that chance, I'm sure the civilians up there, the, the local population is going to love their, their leadership. You caused this. You caused this. That's what you voted for, people. That's what you voted for. The proclamation allows for 75 members of Illinois' National Guard to ensure all state resources are available to asylum seekers arriving nearby daily Chicago from the state of Texas. An announcement from the Prizer office said, so you're activating National Guard. Okay, that's going to cost some money. That's coming out of the taxpayers' pockets. Good, okay. According to the announcement, um, the declaration allows the Illinois Emergency Management Agency to coordinate with other state agencies and local governments, including Cook County and the city of Chicago, to ensure these individuals and families receive the assistance they need. It's just mind-blowing to me how that you want to sit there and ensure these families of these illegal immigrants are receiving the assistance they need. I mean, how many homeless do we have in Chicago? How many living in poverty in Chicago? How many people shot this weekend in Chicago? Your priorities are all messed up. Just all out of whack. But these are Democrats. This is what they do. Illinois is a welcome beacon of hope for all who are seeking a home and stability here, said Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton in a statement. The asylum seekers arriving to our state deserve care, compassion. How do you know that? What if there's a child molester in there? Does he deserve all of that? You don't know. That's the point. None of these people have been vetted. Literally just picking them up at the border, send them across. You remember the 10-year-old that had to drive across state lines to get an abortion? Remember how that story unfolded? What about the illegal that raped the daughter twice and the mother was okay with it? Really? Maybe it's time we start talking about cultural differences between America and Mexico. You do realize that over there, it's completely normal for a 40-year-old man to have sex with a teenage girl impregnate her and leave her high and dry. You do realize they're coming from cultures that are not the same as American culture. I'm not saying it doesn't exist in America. Of course it does, and we fight it. But if you're coming here... We want to make sure that you're of sound mind and you understand what the differences between right and wrong are. People aren't going to like that, but I really don't fucking care. I love the fact, folks. I love the fact that I'm no longer muzzled. I can say whatever I want now. We can talk about trans issues. We can talk about black racism in America. We could talk about the issues that we couldn't really harp on too, too much on Twitch and YouTube because the leftist hypocrites that embrace dogma. 
that embrace this insanity that is the transgender community. Oh, I'll say it now, and I can actually say it. Thank God. They are insane, folks. These people are insane. Granted, everyone should have the right to do whatever they want, but these people are nuts. They're fruitcakes. You kidding me? Sit down for a second and really think that your mind and your body don't align. You feel like you're a woman in a man's body, and that's not something that's wrong with you? That's perfectly normal? Interesting. Interesting concept, but does it really shock you? Well, I say I saw this one thing making headlines. The Illinois Safety Act will end cash bail, and this is the explanation of it. I've seen it running in certain circles. One second, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, excuse me. I've seen this running in certain circles, and I wanted to read on this. Um, Chicago, a new state law that takes effect next year, spurring pushback from Illinois' law enforcement. It's called the Safe-T Act, so Safety Act, and it's aimed at reforming Illinois' cash bail system. A number of state attorneys and sheriffs are sounding the alarm about Illinois' plan to end cash bail. They say judges will have discretion in certain cases like armed robbery in a case that is detainable. But for those other offenses you mentioned, secondary murder, kidnapping, hate crimes, aggravated batteries, robberies, just to name a few, judges will not have discretion unless the person is a willful risk of imminent flight. The risk to the public and the risk to commit a future crime will not be a criteria, said DuPage County State's Attorney Robert Berlin. Some state officials say it's going to make crime in Illinois worse. The new law that goes into effect January 1st of 2023 gets rid of cash bail entirely. It also limits who can be arrested and held in jail based on the crime they are alleged to have commit or committed. Rather, Many members of the law enforcement community are working to have the current law amended. They said, I'm very concerned about an increase in violent crime, but again, I do not I do want to stress there is still time to fix it. And the state's attorneys are working very hard as we have been for the last year and have to fix this law. It is a very fixable where we can still eliminate cash bail, but make sure the right people are in custody and everybody who else who's not a dangerous gets out. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it up front. Eliminating cash bail, I mean, uh, it just doesn't seem right to me. And, you know, I need to have Pete and uh, Dan on the show because, again, these are police officers' experience. And me, it just seems like cash bail basically means that if you've got the money, you can go free. What if you don't have the money? Well, then it just seems like justice is based upon money. This is a very slippery slope. I don't know how I really feel about that. It doesn't sound good, honestly. It doesn't sound very good at all. That's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm off on this one. Those in support of the law say it's wrong to keep people in jail simply because they cannot afford a bail. And I agree with that. But I also have to say that we have to figure something out here that, look, um, due process is needed and you are innocent until proven guilty. So then what are the qualifications that are going to basically keep you held in prison until your trial or until you go before a judge? Because, again, innocent until proven guilty. But what about in the, in the interim between you and the, the date of the act that is committed and the date of the trial? What happens then? I know there's an answer to this. It's, there's probably a, I know there's a much more educated answer to this. I just need it more explained by a professional. So I'm probably going to try and reach one of my guys 
and get them on here. And I know this does basically come around the idea of a flight risk and the probability of them committing another crime, which we've seen a lot of these blue states and blue cities that a lot of these crimes that are committed are by repeat offenders, some in which case were just released. So we can tackle the issue of a cash-free bail and things such as that. I'm okay with that. Maybe they're onto something here, but I think they're going about it the wrong way. I feel like there's just there's much more to this. But instantly, people are jumping all over this. When somebody said cash-free bail or cashless bail or cash bail was going away, it's like, okay, you have my interest. I'm, I want to hear this. But then it comes down to the judge. So, I don't know. I'm going to watch this developed. I'm keeping it developed. I'm keeping an eye on this. Um, definitely something that, that is spurring a lot of good conversation that needs to be had. We talk about police reform. We talk about prison reform. This could be a gateway into it. But I definitely don't want to see people being put at risk by allowing a, a murderer to walk free on bail just to commit the same crime again. I don't think I like that idea. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. You got to love this. Joe Biden is silent after Tim Ryan called to kill and confront movement to make America great again. President Joe Biden remained silent after Democrat Senate candidate in Ohio, Rep. Tim Ryan, called for Americans to kill and confront supporters of former President Donald Trump and his MAGA political movement. Now, let's first look at this statement. I don't think he meant kill in the manner of, like, I think he was being more figurative, but we're playing by left standards here. Remember AOC that went after Ted Cruz and said, we're going to fight this on the floor? And she took him literal. It's like, you mean fight? I mean, this is what liberals do. Remember this Janae perfectly flawed, that crazy bitch? When I said I'm going to crucify her? When was the last time I was crucified in America? Dumb cunt. It's figurative. It's not being serious. But we play by leftist rules on this podcast. Says, we've got to kill and confront the movement, Ryan said during a Tuesday appearance on MSNBC when asked about the extremist political movement in the Republican Party to make America great again. Don't you love how they're calling this extremism? Make America great again. I don't understand how that could be considered any, in any way extremist. Can somebody explain that to me? How does make America great again, make America great again? How is that extremism? Saying that you feel like an election is rigged is not extremism. If that were the case, Stacey Abrams is an extremist. Of course, liberals aren't going to touch that. And she's fat and black, so she gets away with murder if she wants. Liberal privilege. It's, it, it's real. Black privilege, it's real. Biden, a frequent critic of political figures using dangerous rhetoric used to incite violence, has not addressed Ryan's comments. This is also the same president that not even a week ago addressed the world and demonized Republicans again, yet again. These are the rules liberals play by. They will punch and punch and punch until finally the Republicans get some fucking balls and they punch them back and then they're going to pearl clutch and cry victim when you knock them the fuck out. Why do you think Biden and this administration are calling people on the right extremists over and over again and at the same time, well, on the other hand, trying to strip away your Second Amendment right? Oh, did you know that Mike Lindell, CEO of the MyPillow, he got his phone taken by the FBI yesterday. 
They cornered him in a drive-through and yanked his phone. The my pillow guy. Look out. Apparently he was trying to overthrow the government, folks. Are you serious with this? How do people not see this yet? It's happening before our very eyes, folks. The FBI is corrupt. They're compromised. They should be abolished. And somebody on my Instagram asked me last night, I was like, hey, John, I want to go serve and then join one of the alphabet groups. What should I do? Why? Why do you want to be a traitor? Well, why would you want to be a traitor? That makes no sense to me. The feds are not the good guys, folks. They're not. This is where we're at. The White House did not respond to multiple requests for comments from Breitbart News and Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre did not address it during the press briefing on Tuesday or while taking questions from reporters on Air Force One during the president's trip to Detroit. Of course they're not going to address it. They know he said it. They're not going to say anything about it because they're not going to demonize one of their own. Why would they? They can't afford to. The left needs all the help they can get. And for them to sit there and call out one of their own means he's going to lose some poll numbers. So Biden's not going to say anything. He won't address it head on. He might make it in a speech in the future. like, hey, I don't support this kind of rhetoric. Biden himself uses it nonstop. These are the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen. I am all in favor of a national divorce. I am. I don't want to be associated with groomers, trans, these whack job fruitcakes. No, thank you. No, thank you. I believe in freedom and liberty. I do. But you can go do it over there. I don't want to see you. I don't want to be near you. I don't give a fuck about you. And I'm talking about the extremists within these movements. Let me clarify that. The extremists within the movements. I know there are moderates out there. Democrats, by the way. I know there are common sense Democrats. It's the extremists I want no part of. You could be starving on the side of the road. You're not getting anything from me. Not until you fix yourself. You people are crazy. Crazy. And to sit there and embrace them and encourage them and hail them as heroes, all you're doing, you're enabling. That's all you're doing. Folks, I can finally say it. As soon as we allowed the transgender movement to join to the LGB, or the LGB allowed it rather, you took a nosedive. I'm going to say something really controversial. I already posted it on my Facebook, and I'm okay with this. It is 100% okay not to support the LGBT anymore. You have allowed your ranks to become infested with groomers and child predators. And is it really any surprise, folks? Is this really any surprise? When you open up this door and allow immoral depravity to come into your house, into your country, did you think it was going to stop with men pretending to be women and then wanting to sexually alter their bodies? Did you really think it was going to stop there? I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here. The pedos in waiting were just standing by. And what have they done? Ah. Ah. It's just it's just men 
parading around in women's clothing and dancing provocatively. I mean, are, are you really that offended by that? Does that really, what are you, homophobic? What are you scared of it? <laughs> man, you got, you Republicans, man. You're, you're just crazy. You really go to extremes. And then not that long after that, you see children. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you get really quiet and you, you don't say anything because you're just little blips on the social media radar. You sit there and try and downplay it as if it's not a big deal. And then now it becomes more prominent. You know how to end this when law enforcement won't? You find these people and you beat them half to death. Simple. Oh, that's right. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. And by these people, I'm talking about those that want to groom children. You make them afraid to go to these drag events. When the right grows some teeth, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But the fact that these pedophiles are allowed to be pedophiles in this society and nothing is done to them, law enforcement and CPS do not get involved, then what need have we of you? Why do we pay for your salaries? You're not protecting the people. You're certainly not protecting the children. Can you imagine a parent bringing a child into a pub, a bar, a library, where a grown man dressed as a woman, full of makeup, sits there and presumes to read stories about sexualization of children. And they say it's not sexual. Then why are you dressed as a woman? Is that not you wanting to change your sex? Therefore, it's sexual in nature. Absolutely it is. I've never understood the fascination with men wanting to pretending, wanting to pretend to be women. I've never understood that. Or the drag shows. I just don't get it. And it's not that I'm willfully having a closed mind. I'm a sincere lover of the arts and entertainment. Matter of fact, we're going to the ballet this weekend. I love musicals. And yes, gay people make amazing fucking musicians and amazing actors. They are very talented. As a community, yes, they are. But when a grown man wants to put on the clothing of a woman and then dance around and lip sync to some other song and you don't even look like women, you're not even trying. I don't understand the entertainment factor in that. Now, with that being said, I support your right to do whatever the fuck you want to do. But with the caveat which is a common sense caveat, don't involve the children. Now, interestingly enough, what do we see happening now? They're trying to indoctrinate the children more and more and more. They're wanting to brainwash the youth to become allies, not just of the LGB, but more so of the T and the pedophiles and the rest of the freakazoids and nut jobs with all their fucking genders and shit. Somebody tweeted this out or somebody truthed this on Truth Social, which is really funny. They said, isn't it, isn't it interesting how as the BMI goes up of society, the body mass index, so do the number of genders. Why is it always the fat, unfuckable, hideously overweight, not remotely successful and contribute nothing to society that scream and whine the loudest about their fucking pronouns? Share this rumble, folks. Share the link to your socials. 
grow this channel because now they can't stop me. They can't stop me. Instagram can't stop me. Facebook, you, you can't stop me. We are growing on another platform that's not going to censor this anymore. Common sense can prevail. It feels good. It feels very good. Oh, hold on. I got a surprise for you. I had to go grab something. If you're watching on Rumble, you're in for a treat. Josh gets back tomorrow. Probably start filming on Monday. The newest video. One of the newest ones. We're going to continue with the John Ross only on Rumble. You ready for the next series? The next character? Das ist sehr gut, ja. Ha. Guten Tag, Tim Hans. Yeah. I've been waiting on this one. I've been waiting to film this one. What is that? Well, yeah. It's a German officer's hat. A little Facebook thing in there. Almost as if they're Nazis. Oh, it's coming. And it's going to be so fucking good. I'm going to make fun of Zuckerberg. I'm going to make fun of Dorsey. I'm going to make fun of all you cocksuckers to the point where it's so fucking laughable. And the video is going to be shared far and wide. And you can't do fuck all to stop me. You see, what you didn't realize, and I didn't realize this either until recently, these last few days, I kind of lost that spirit to fight. Kind of lost it. But then when you banned me, Oh, man, you poured fucking gasoline all over it. All over that little, that little flame I still had, and now I'm coming after you fucking hard. Oh, my God. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to give away the premise of the series. YouTube can't ban it, and you can't stop it. Oh, it's going to be so good. All right, let's get back to the news. Share the rumble, folks. Uh, exclusive. Republicans say 100,000 troops face discharge over Biden vaccine mandate. Here we are again, folks. I'll have the other episode I did earlier before uploaded to rumble and all, um, all platforms where uh, podcasts are downloaded. Republican lawmakers led by Reps Mike Johnson, Chip Roy, and Thomas Massey are demanding answers about the effect of the vaccine mandate on military readiness in a letter to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, first obtained by Breitbart News. Lloyd Austin is a traitor. So is Miley. Traitorous scum. Vile filth. 60 days stand down. When that piece of shit Lloyd Austin took office as SecDef. 60-day standout to hunt out extremism within the ranks. A hundred cases they found. I'm sure they did. Tell me, of those 100 cases, I'm very interested in finding out what the political affiliations of said 100 people were that you went after. Hmm. Weird. Weird. White anger, white rage, 
Yes, because of your stupid black bullshit that you keep pushing in our fucking face, and we're tired of it. Every fucking day, it's some black liberal standing up there whinging on about how oppressed they are in this country. Oh, we're so oppressed. We're so... Really? Okay. Must be true. Like Izzo, that fat ass is standing up there in her hefty trash bag fucking dress, bitching and whining as she makes millions of dollars off a capitalistic system, which, by the way, majority of which the people in this country are white. What the fuck are you on about, you ignorant cunt? Every single black fucking liberal and white liberal that sits there in unison as they just jerk each other off and scream on social media, we're so oppressed, we're so oppressed. (laughs) You know, if you were oppressed, you wouldn't be screaming as loud as you are without some type of fucking pushback. But I will tell you this, I'm tired of listening to you. You are causing more racism and division with your bullshit lies and rhetoric. By the way, George Floyd was a piece of shit. Fuck that nerd. But what did you do? Oh, you gave him a golden casket. The black community came out in force and you hoisted him over your shoulders. Oh, such a good... The whole didn't do nothing crew. Oh, didn't you know George Floyd was on his way to curing cancer? Oh, Well, that got stopped short because of a racist white officer. You know, two things can be equally true at the same time. It was fucked up what they did, but George Floyd was no good human being. He was a piece of shit. He's lucky he didn't get killed before then. Oh, but we can't have that conversation. (laughs) Oh, it feels good to finally be able to say it. I can finally say it. Didn't do nothing. Michael Brown didn't do nothing. Great quality members of society, absolutely. He literally beat the shit out of a guy in a gas station right before the officer pulled up on him. Now, again, that's not justifying him getting shot, but when you come at the officer, uh, what did you think was going to happen? Sorry, you've got a black cultural problem in your community. That's what you've got. You don't want to talk about that? Fair enough. I'm okay with that. We'll just watch you kill each other at record fucking numbers and then blame white people. It seems like white people are just, we're so easily to blame for everything. I mean, my God, black people, especially black liberals, man, on Instagram, things like y'all are some racist motherfuckers. Oh, you are. Yes, the fuck you are. What people, last I checked, it was over half a million white people that fucking died to save your asses and free you. But you don't acknowledge them. We don't talk about them. It's just all white people. And, you know, the thing I love now is they're trying to now say that because the transatlantic slave trade wasn't real. They said that's not the reason black people came to America. Okay. We got some history buffs over here now. You see, this is what happened. This is what happens when you allow ignorant people that are unlearned, unaware, and and I, I don't mean this as an insult, but are poor to be manipulated the most by the government and their cronies. This is what they do. Obama, let me be clear, we're, go- we're going to make change. What you did was unconstitutionally sound. You penalized people that didn't have insurance, and then you fined them if they couldn't afford it. Explain to me how that's constitutional. And here we are. The great black hope that promised all this change, what did you give us? Well, if I had a son, he'd be like Trayvon. You mean a little thug gangbanger? Okay. Says a lot about you. 
No wonder. No fucking wonder. And don't you just love how the guy that killed Trayvon was Hispanic and they labeled him white? Oh, isn't isn't that isn't that funny? Because it's too easy to pin things on heterosexual white Christians. I'm here to tell you, this is one cracker that's fucking tired of hearing your bullshit. And I'm not going to sit here idly by and like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, we're so bad. Uh, can you just imagine being around white liberals? Oh, my God. The amount of self-hatred they must have towards themselves that black liberals have influenced them into becoming is hilarious at best. You sit there watching them just kind of like you cancel each other out. You feel bad for something that contemporary black people never experienced and you never facilitated, but you hate yourself because of this? If there's one thing that really just makes me want to just vomit, it's seeing some of these fruitcakes on TikTok and the like sitting there talking about, I use my white privilege to stand up as an ally. What? What white privilege? What, what what white privilege do you have? I know there's black privilege that you can be a black person and scream racism in this country will just literally snap to and listen to what you have to say with complete disregard to due process or an investigation. But I think that's coming to an end, though, finally. I think society's finally shifting away from it because you had so many Jesse Smollett's and this other crazy girl, this volleyball or tennis whatever, and a, a disabled kid is screaming stuff, and she says that he's saying the N-word. You fucking kidding me? And instantly, what happened? The very, the very proof, the very proof that black privilege exists was exemplified and showcased in that match because what did the MSM do? Well, they fucking jumped on that. Oh, my God, they jumped on that. No journalism, no investigations. It was just simply a black girl claimed racism from some random white dude in the audience, and instantly the crowd of social media wants to come rushing to a rescue because white liberals are black simps. Oh, my God, we should stand against this. That's us did anybody actually hear him say anything racist well no but a black woman we believe all the women's especially if they're black really you know it's kind of sad that in this society we have to relearn these common sense fucking lessons that you should learn as a child yes women can lie yes black women can lie yes anyone can lie that's why you kind of got to come with the, what they say, the receipts. If you're going to spill the tea, you better have the fucking receipts. Without them, without due process, sorry. Don't know what you want me to say, but I'm not going to believe you. Why? Because black people in America, especially black liberals primarily, you have screamed wolf so many fucking times. And as a white guy, I'm tired of hearing it. I just really am. I don't listen to what you have to say anymore. Because at one point, you did have some credibility. But now you don't because everything is racist. Well done. And don't you love black culture? The very same organization that you stand up, that you donate billions to, they steal from their own. Huh. Weird. You still with me? I don't know. Maybe you're not going to like me now that I'm going uncensored. Maybe we should rename the podcast John Burke Uncensored. You gonna like me after this? 
Because I'm saying the shit that we're all thinking. To include black people with common fucking sense. This is not me hating black people. This is me hating the hypocrisy that is in the black community on the left right now. And white people are too afraid to say anything on the other platforms. This cracker's not. Weird. Where's the FBI investigations into them, the BLM? The massive amounts of fraud that has been committed. The thievery. Weird. I'm just saying what everybody's fucking thinking. But nobody can say. I'm saying it. Biden administration's military vaccine mandate is clearly harming military readiness by creating unnecessary recruiting and retention shortfalls, Johnson said in a statement. My buddy's a recruiter. I spoke with him the other day. I can tell you right now, recruitment is hemorrhaging. Retaining people is hemorrhaging. People are getting out left and right. And now with this vaccine mandate, deuces. Get out. Leave the service, folks. There's no loyalty. And now, after the Pentagon has tried and failed to make up the difference by reducing recruitment standards. Sit down, you little shitheads. Daddy John's going to tell you a fucking story. Is it was back in 2006. The surge of Iraq had happened. Iraqis kind of recouped. IEDs became more prevalent. And before you know it, we started taking some serious casualties. Having to refight and retake certain cities. Old Donnie Rumsfeld, warmonger probably burning in hell right now, justifiably so, suddenly calls for a surge into Iraq. Well, we couldn't meet the recruitment numbers, so what do we do? We lowered the standards. What does that mean? Well, you let the shitheads in now. And now... Years later, those same shitheads that enlisted back in 2006 are now leading your military. Yep. Pieces of shit that should never have been let in. Yep. And now they're doing it again. And here's the thing. At least you had combat to try and straighten some of these shitheads out. There was that. Now you've got nothing. You ever see that account on Instagram, TikTok Boots? If you want to look at the condition of some of our military, go watch that channel and do so with a strong stomach because it's good. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, it's fucking guys ugly like girl. There is some shit that is truly shameful over there. Narcissism through the roof. Granted, I know a lot of these are young kids. They're proud of what they're doing. I mean, I get it, man. I get it. But some of these motherfuckers need a boot upside the fucking head. They need a boot to the head. I'll tell you this right now. If I was Sergeant Major of the Army, the first thing I'd do is go to the fucking commander and be like, ban TikTok for the military. Ban it. It's making us look foolish on the international stage. These people are doing some of the stupidest shit I've ever seen while in uniform, might I add. Start enforcing some standards. Some discipline. You reckon a discipline? But that ain't going to happen. Why? Because we got woke leadership. Because all it takes is one woman or one minority to sit there and scream racism. And suddenly the white leaders are going to start kowtowing to all the fucking liberal liberals in the rank ranks. 
Oh, did you know this? Did you know that sexual assault and harassment are now being weaponized by females in the military so they can PCS to a different duty station because they don't like the one they're currently at? Oh, yes, it's happening. I got buddies still in, and they, they, keep, me, they keep me informed. I got my finger on the pulse of the military. Believe all the whammons, right? Yeah. All it takes is one accusation. Your career is toast. You still here? <laughs> you might not like me after this. I don't know. They express particular concern for the readiness of the U.S. Army, which will miss its recruiting goal this September 30 by thousands, but stands to lose 8% of its 1 million soldier force due to the vaccine mandates. If 75,000 soldiers are discharged, it begs the question whether the Army will be able to replace them. The legislators wrote, at the very end of the fiscal year, the Army has only met 52% of its FY22 recruiting goal. How will it recruit another 75,000 troops beyond its annual will target to account for the vaccine-related charges, you might ask? They noted the thousands of service members who have applied for religious and medical exemptions have been left in limbo while their cases are educated, some waiting for almost a year to find out whether they will be forcibly discharged for their religious beliefs or medical concerns. Rory called it a de facto ideological purge. That's 100% correct. That is 100% truth. Tap those rumbles, that plus rumble there. I, we're just trying this. I think that helps with the algorithm on rumble. Help me grow over here, folks. You want to hear my voice? Grow me on rumble. Grow me on truth social. And you're going to really hear me go the fuck off. Joe Biden's message to young, healthy American patriots is clear. Unless you submit to taking a, a politicized, ineffective COVID-19 vaccine, you cannot serve in the armed forces. Folks, this is how stupid this has become. You can be a transgender person and undergo any type of surgery, be on hormone, all this shit, and be in the military. But if you don't want to take a vaccine that, by the way, doesn't stop COVID, <laughs> oh, well, you can't serve in our army. Folks... I told you before, I'm telling you again. They sit there and they scream loyalty to their blue in the face and they show you none. And you explain to me why the fuck you want to serve tyrants like that. Because it makes no sense to me. I'll be the one that gives you the truth on the platter, folks, that you don't want to hear. If you're wearing that uniform right now and you're listening to this podcast, really take a listen to what I'm telling you. There's a lot of facts in what I'm saying. And many don't want to acknowledge that because they're scared of what's on the outside waiting for them. You can survive. I promise you that. Reason I know that, you don't have a choice. You're wearing that uniform right now. You know what it means to never quit. Is it scary? Fuck yeah, it's scary. But you've handled worse. Don't be afraid to make a stand and say, fuck you to Uncle Sam. Want to hear something crazy? And I'm still chewing this over in my head. All those hippies in Vietnam, maybe they weren't fully wrong. Think about it. Protesting an unjust war to stop the spread of communism, forcing the people to go fight when they wanted no part of it. The government forced us to. 
Maybe they weren't fully wrong. This government's gotten us into a lot of pointless wars. And a lot of good men and women have died. No. The government's not your friend. No. Daddy Savage is not going left. I'm not becoming a liberal. At heart, I am always and will forever be a lover of the Constitution. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a libertarian. It's just what I am. I don't know. But I do realize to live in a free society, drafting people to fight a war that was bullshit is wrong. And the people that protested it, I can't really say they were fully wrong. Now, again, a lot of the actions of said protesters were not justified. The military, those that followed orders, they followed the law and went and served, they didn't deserve to be treated like that when they came back. That was wrong. That's why I said those protesters weren't fully wrong. I didn't say they were fully right. Think about that. Because I know people are going to probably try and clip this. I'm like, wait, John Burke said, no. Wanted to say thank you, by the way, for everybody that shares the podcast. We've seen, I, dude, the numbers have gone through the fucking roof. September 9th, I was looking at stats. September 9th, we had over like, 20, like 23,000 downloads on that day alone. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a voice. Through their tyrannical military vaccine mandate, this administration is intentionally forcing out thousands of the brave men and women who sacrifice to serve our country. This de facto ideological purge will continue to undermine our military readiness for years to come. It's true. You're reducing your force size while China's on the brink, while Russia's invading Ukraine. This is really where you want to go. You want to reduce your force by 8%. Of that 8%, here's another thing that a lot of people don't realize about the military. Now that the war in the Middle East is over, deployments are going away. Combat experience already is becoming a rare factor in the United States military. Now, what does that mean to the untrained ear? Okay, simple. All the lessons that we learned in combat from the multiple, uh, from the war, I want to say multiple wars, the multiple fronts in Iraq and Afghanistan, all of the men and women that served over there, a lot of them are getting out of the service. And with them, they're taking all that combat experience that made them effective war fighters. And what you have left behind are a new crop of young cherries that have never been to combat. You've got an inexperienced cherry force now. The combat veterans, my generation, they're leaving, they're retiring. And some of them you're forcing out. Kiss your combat experience goodbye. It's a real thing. Many of you also didn't know that in World War II, did you know that General Patton, when he'd had a lieutenant that had been in country for a long time, he was in charge, once a new captain came into theater, he would serve under that lieutenant until that captain had his feet wet? Did you know that? It's true. Patton didn't give a fuck about rank sometimes. It came to experience. Right now, you've got a lot of rookies. You've got a lot of cherries. Never fired a trigger, never deployed, no combat patch, and I'm not talking down on them. It's not their fault. But the military retention people are doing their best to hold on to all these combat veterans as long as they can. 
truth. It's the truth. They also noted that those who have received religious exemptions are those who were already leaving the military and argue that those who do receive exemptions will be treated as a second-class soldier. This is true. The DMs I got on my Instagram and still get, John, they're trying to force me. John, they're giving me extra details, Jew. John, they're putting me on staff duty in CQ. John, they're making me go to the field even more. John, they're all kinds of shit. And all I can tell them is this, get out. Literally, Give them back your weapon and say, here's the deal. If this is how you're going to treat me, fair enough. I'm taking the uniform off. Discharge me. I'm done playing your games. They're not going to put you in jail, folks. They're not going to. They're going to kick you out. They're already going to. What are you waiting for? They're going to keep mistreating you, which they should not be doing. They should not be forcing you or attempting to coerce. And a lot of commanders have. It's the truth. Instead... Expedite the process. Say, go fuck yourself. Go suck, start a shotgun. Go play in traffic. I don't fucking care. You're going to treat me like this. I'm a fucking American citizen. I did my time in basic. I'm here to serve my country. And you're going to treat me like a piece of shit? Go fuck yourself. Any commander that is worth his weight in salt would never resort to those types of tactics. But we don't have commanders anymore. We got little bitch boys with rank. Oh, that's right. The majority of the officer corps, I don't fucking like. Because a lot of you little cocksuckers, you come from these liberal indoctrination places, and you don't know your ass from a hole in the fucking ground. You think you know how to lead men in combat? You'll get yourself killed first thing when you go over there, because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Go scream at a Russian T-55 to respect your pronouns and watch that thing shrink you. You dumb fucks. When you get old enough to understand that Jack Nicholson and a few good men, when he said, you need men like me, he was actually right. He was actually right. You need those war fighters, those meat eaters, those fucking dirty, down, and dangerous, telling the fucking ill-humored jokes that can chew dirt, spit blood, and shoot and kill like a motherfucker. You want those sons of bitches on your side. But if you think you're going to somehow miraculously craft this force of men and women that stand with freaking pride and blah, and yet I respect all pronouns. It's okay if you have a penis and you call yourself a woman. Um, no. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. The world already does not respect Joe Biden. They think he's a fucking joke and he's weak, and he is. Hence why Russia pushed into Ukraine. Folks, do you really think, can you answer me in your heart of hearts and really think that Russia would have tried something like that if Trump was in office? Trump is a representation of what the left does not like, and that's a man with fucking balls. It's the truth. Now, Grant, I don't agree with everything Trump has said and done. I don't. But Trump at least had the balls to fucking say and do it, and I will respect that fact. A lot of these other Republicans won't say and do shit. Trump tweeted out on Truth Social this morning about the FBI, yada, yada, yada. My response, hey, yeah, Republicans should do something. But until you take back the freaking Congress, until you take back Congress, um, you're toothless. You can do all this barking, but it means nothing. So, come midterms, if you do take back the House and the Senate, we better see some fucking action. Game the fuck on. We better see some fucking action. I would love to see the emergence of an actual solid third party. I would love to see a common sense libertarian party where the candidates are not batshit fucking crazy. 
It's never going to happen with the, the LP. It's not going to happen. It's going to have to come from the GOP. And that's what I'm waiting on. I'm, I'm calling it right now. As we go further, the GOP will become slightly more progressive, and it's a good thing in a sense of more libertarian, more constitutionally based. Because when you take up that stance about freedom and liberty, you're going to draw more of the left to the right. Guarantee it. I guarantee it. We've got some time, though. All right, moving on. Oh, you got to love the trans community. Leftist media outlet labels Marco Rubio transphobic for stating that men cannot get pregnant. Men can't get pregnant. And if that makes me transphobic, so be it. But I have yet to meet a tranny that I'm afraid of. I mean, I'm not really afraid that you're going to beat my ass. I'm afraid you might try and fuck my ass, but not beat my ass. I, I think that's, <laughs> I don't know, I think that's completely normal, but whatever. Um... Saying that men can't get pregnant equates to you being transphobic. And this is why nobody listens to you. This is the same tactic used by black liberals. This is the same tactic used by liberal women. The Me Too movement, the BLM movement. You make these outlandish accusations using these adjectives that you don't understand the meaning of. Phobia means fear of. Transphobia. Who's afraid of trans people? The one thing I am afraid of is you getting near children. Still with me? Mm. This hate speech sounds so good, doesn't it? You're transphobic for saying that a man, men can't get pregnant. <clears throat> okay. Um, biologically, does a does a male have a uterus? Does a male have ovaries? No. So then you explain to me how a man can get pregnant. Oh, well, it's because if a woman transitions into a man, she's therefore a man. No, you've just cut your tits off and made your innie into an Audi. That's all you've done. You're not a man. I can sit here and by all stretch of the imagination, sew a tail on my ass, try and grow fur and call myself a cat. It doesn't mean a veterinarian is going to treat me like a cat. It's like, no, biologically, you're a human male. You're not a cat. Biologically, you're a human female or human male, and that's how you're going to be treated. No wonder your community has such a high suicide rate. You're fucking nuts. You're nuts. The Recount, a leftist media outlet this week, accused Senator Marco Rubio of unleashing a transphobic attack. (laughs) That's a transphobic attack? By saying men can't get pregnant, that's transphobic? He's literally just stating a fact. Folks, this is where we're at. The left cannot handle basic biological facts. It causes them to melt down, and the very same community that tried to kill Dave Chappelle, a minority, for making trans jokes, melts the fuck down. That's funny. I just realized something. I am now in the realm of the Owen Benjamins of the Gavin McGinnises, of the Milo Yiannopoulos, exiled from social media for the most part. Man, if I knew it was this much fun being able to say whatever the fuck you want to say, I would have done this a long time ago. I didn't think about it. This is nice. (laughs) Fucking wackos out there. Oh, you got to love this. Watch Biden supporter Cardi B whine about inflation and housing shortages. Well, of course, she's ghetto trash. (laughs) 
Have you not seen this woman? This is who you take your political advice from. Who sits there and interviews Joe Biden. <laughs> and you know, you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the only reason that Democrats put her in that interview is they wanted to secure the black vote. Because black people love them some Cardi B. <laughs> Come on. Come on, folks. Wake up and smell the coffee. I can go for a cup right now now that I think about it. It's so funny to me. Everybody talks about how these these public figures on the right aren't setting good standards for our women. Oh, they're just horrible. And meanwhile, they sit there and praise the likes of Cardi B. Wet ass pussy. Get it tight. Get it right. Something, something, right it all night. Okay, yes, it's catchy. I'll give you that. But you really want to say that she's the moral arbiter of the fucking left when you make songs like that and teach women to be sluts? No wonder society's fallen to such a deranged, deprived, immoral society. Look at you. Look at what you look at look at what you worship. I want to make that little dangle thing dangle in the back of my throat. There's some hoes in this house. This she's a fucking hoe. And you really think she has common sense enough to know exactly what it is she's talking about when it comes to the Joe Bidens, who literally said, "If you don't vote for me, you ain't black." Who said black people basically aren't educated enough to know how to operate the internet? are too poor to be able to go out there and secure IDs. How do you not see this yet? White rapper Cardi B, one of the Joe Biden's top supporters, whines over inflation and house shortages. It wasn't that long ago she was whining about taxes. I don't like how to pay these taxes. These taxes, how you pay like, Hey, Cardi, welcome to reality like the rest of us. You don't like the government taking your money, do you? Guess what? You voted for the old rich white dude. That's right. The very same the very same type of guy your people did not want to vote for because why? Oh, cuz that white people are racist. Rich white elderly men, those people they're racist. And then what did you turn around and do? You voted for him. <laughs> okay. But no, as long as he's got a black vice president, we're good. It's it's okay. That's okay. He's black by osmosis. He's got a kind of black VP. I wouldn't really classify her as black. I think she's more retarded than anything, but we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> these people, I like the cut. Yes, these people live in mansions while you live in squander. While you live in poverty. While you live in the inner ghettos. By these same fucking Democrat leaders that take your money, and what do they do with it? Kickbacks. Nepotism. Oh, it's everywhere. But hey, but hey, as long as it's not a Republican. They're saying right now, for those that don't know, it's vote blue no matter who. <laughs> we'll see how well that gets you. By all means. This is glorious. Oh, wait, who wrote this article? Please tell me this is John Nolte. Please tell me this is a John Nolte article. Let's roll to the bottom. Let's roll to the bottom. This is John Nolte. Oh, my God. Okay, Bray, strap in, folks. John, I need to reach out to John Nolte. I need to get this guy on the show. I fuck... Okay, hold on. I'm looking this guy up right the fuck now. Damn it. I don't have Twitter. Guys, I believe he's on Twitter. Can somebody tweet him out to contact me on Instagram? Yeah, his Twitter is NolteNC. Follow his Facebook page here. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him after the show. I want to get him on the show. I want to talk to this guy. 
This guy, listen to it. I haven't even read this article. I, for those that don't know, I don't proofread any of these articles before we go over them on the show. I literally read them and we, we just break them down, discuss them, and give our opinions. Listen to this. Um, watch rapper Cardi B, one of Joe Biden's top supporters, whine over inflation and housing shortages. He says, this is glorious. It's Cardi B, so language warning. Uh, well, I'm one to talk. Uh, no, seriously. Cardi B says, no, seriously. I want to know how people are surviving. Uh, this is in response to a tweet where she's tagged saying, Cardi Instagram speaking about worldwide inflation and its effect on working class people. Watching a Joe Biden supporter whine about inflation and a housing shortage is like watching water complain about wet being wet or the sky complain about blue or Rob Reiner complain about all the bad movies being made these days. There is no motherfucking inventory when it comes to homes, Cardi B cried. Nobody's going to try and sell their fucking homes. Um, I am. I'm not going to, but I could. The problem is... <laughs> I could sell it, but I'm going to be, sp I'd make a lot, but I have to spend a lot to get another home. I need to get my, my retail bank guy on here and, and talk about, um, he said yesterday was the worst day in the, uh, in the market as far as APR loan rates. You know what it's at right now, folks? If I went to get it and I have really good credit, I have great credit. I think it's like eight thirty something right now. I just made a massive purchase. So I'm trying to rebuild it again, but do you know what the APR, average APR is right now? Anybody know? Just off the top of your head in the Rumble chat room. we got 323 people watching right now, more than I ever had on Twitch. Hey, subscribe to Rumble if you can. Appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. Um, do you know how much it is right now? I got mine at like 2.3 back in 2019, I think. $270,000 loan. You know what it is right now? It's like 6.9. 6.9. I was looking at the calculator yesterday. If I'm taking out a $450,000 loan to purchase a house, my monthly notes could be roughly upwards of $3.7,000 a month. And that is with a VA loan. That is with a VA loan. That's, mo that's no money down, by the way. $400,000, my monthly note would be roughly about 3.5. So if my intention is to buy that house and then turn around and rent it out, and my mortgage payment per month is already, we'll just be conservative and say 3.5 or liberal and say 3.5. Um, for me to make any money, I'm going to have to increase that, that rent value. You think anybody's going to rent a house for $4,000 a month right now? Of course not. So what am I supposed to do? I got to talk to my guy again and see what we can do. It's not a buyer's market right now. It's crazy. That's freaking nuts. It's not affordable. The houses are there. It's just that we can't afford them. Well, gee, princess, what do you think happens to housing costs and availability when the guy you sold your artistic soul for imports millions, and I do millions, of illegal aliens? Pop quiz, sweetie. Do you think the increase or decrease in a housing, do you think that increase or decrease the housing availability? Oh, my God, a Tamagotchi. 31 household items that are more valuable than, oh, damn, these fucking ads. It's a Tamagotchi. I remember Tamagotchi. Hmm. Joe Biden, this is from Breitmar News, that Joe claims that we're on the right track with inflation despite rising costs of groceries, rent, Medicare. Folks, I'm telling you, okay, look, I'm, I'm a hypocrite on this one. I'll admit it. After today, I'm going to the store. I'm going to start stocking up on dry and canned goods. 
I will post the pictures on Instagram and True Social today. Folks, go spend the money now. It's coming. Just get inventory, put it aside. I'm not sitting here trying to scare you. That's not the intent, but be prepared, please. I don't want to see you guys not ready to take this on because I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. That's what she said. But again, it's coming. Even if it's, I had a friend of mine, he went and bought two massive things of rice. He's like, I'm just getting ready. What's the harm? God forbid if these prices get that bad, I've got something I can live on for a while. Fair enough. I'm just trying to say this out of love to you guys. I don't want to see y'all get raked over the coals and raped in the grocery stores because it's coming, folks. Uh, here's another reality check for you. These illegals are not being housed in Georgetown or Beverly Hills or Martha's Vineyard. It's not the rich facing housing shortages. Instead, illegals are shipped to the middle and working class neighborhoods. Here's my favorite part where this rocket scientist whines about getting exactly what she voted for. Says, I was looking at some areas, the way that prices soar up, like how are people surviving? I want to know. My family and friends, they're so grateful to have me, but it's like, what happens when people don't have me? Good point, Cardi. Maybe next time you think about the piece of shit that you want to vote for. Maybe people who don't have you as a saner government, have a saner government that doesn't deliberately create housing shortages and inflation. It gets even better. All these promises are being made, but living is unbearable. How stupid is this woman? Promises. Promises. The guy you support, the political party you support, promised to open the border, promised to save Mother Earth by decreasing housing, promised to end fossil fuels, which explode the cost of everything, promised to spend trillions, which always, always, always creates inflation. Folks, we have been warning people. They know about this. When AOC's retarded ass put out the Green New Deal, people were like, it was fucking laughable. It was going to cost us trillions. It was going to bankrupt the economy. This was not sustainable. Economists went over this and they laughed at her. But this is what happens when you elect people based upon their race, ethnicity, or sexuality and not of the merit of what it is that they're saying. Because that's how stupid American politics have become. Oh, she's black. I'm voting for her. Oh, she's Hispanic. I'm voting for her. Oh, he's white. I'm voting for her. I can honestly tell you, my hand to God, my hand to God, and may he strike me down if I'm lying, a candidate's color means dick all to me. I probably shouldn't cuss when I'm making a promise like that. I apologize. Forgive me, Father. It doesn't mean anything to me. I listened to Ben Carson. If Ben Carson could have replaced Trump, I'd have voted for Ben Carson in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. If Rand Paul was black, I wouldn't give a damn. Because what they're saying makes sense to me. Now, if all you do is focus on your color, I'm not voting for you because I don't give a crap about your color. It means nothing to me. And if it means something to you and something that you want to vote based upon, I think you're an idiot. And Cardi B, case in point, led black people to vote for another rich white liberal that made black people promises that are sitting there biting you in the ass. But are you going to hold her accountable? Are you? No. You're not going to say a thing. You just get a nod. You get a nod, and you're, just, you're not going to do anything. Because why? Because white liberals are going to try and silence you. Let's, let's real quick go through the transitioning of a black liberal to a black conservative. Let's go through this real quick. Black liberals, such as Cardi B, tells other black liberals, Hey, you know what I mean? 
Uh, she, she sounds more hoish than that. I'm horrible at those impersonations because I'm not a hoe. Well, I kind of am, or I was. Whatever. You get the point. Anyway, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Um, Cardi B comes out there. Vote for Joe Biden. He's the way forward. He's not a racist like Donald Trump. He's nothing like Donald Trump. He's not a racist Republican. And black people go to the polls, and what do they do? They vote because of an influencer like Cardi B and her hoishness, ghetto trash like her. Just the bottom of the intellectual barrel says this. And then the black person sees what they voted for, come to fruition, and watches the policies slowly get put in place one at a time. And then they start to see the prices of groceries go up. They see the prices of gas skyrocket. And that black person takes the social media and says, hey, wait a minute. This is, this is not what we were promised. And what do other black liberals and white liberals do to this black person that becomes awoke? And they realize how they've been lied. Shut up, coon. Race traitor. Uncle Tom. Fucking coon. Oh, yes. The very same party that claims to be tolerant and not racist will instantly turn on you. And the racism that follows is mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. One has but to go and look on Twitter. Yeah. Go look at some of these conservative black figures who are speaking out. And go look at the black people in their comments and go see what they're actually saying. And take note, they're not being banned either. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, race traitor. Every fucking racist name under the sun, they call each other. But that black person that wakes up and realizes he's been lied to or she's been lied to, they've been manipulated by white liberals and fellow black liberals into thinking that the DNC is their friend because they're minorities, because they stand up and fight for you. Meanwhile, as Biden stands there and says this bullshit from his podium and the Jimmy Kimmels and the Jimmy Fallons and all these people, all these figureheads, all these mouthpieces that are feeding you all this bullshit, they're going to turn on you too. Are they paying your bills? Are they paying your bills? Are they paying your taxes? Are they covering your mortgage? These very same people talk about how bad Donald Trump was, how racist the uh, Republican Party is, all these things, until that black person says, wait a minute, hold up, wait. You know, you, you guys are saying a lot of this stuff, but I'm not seeing it. I miss when gas was a buck eighty-nine a gallon. I miss when I could get a good house at a reasonable price. Because then you start to wake up, and wake up and understand that the DNC and those leaders are full of nothing but words that sound great. Of course it sounds great. Hey, we're going to take care of you. Well, that should have been your first red flag. Never trust the government to take care of you. But when you start seeing the policies being put into place that are costing you more, that's when, and I've said this before, Democrats wake up when it hits their wallet. Mike Tyson came out and says, yeah, I'm, I'm voting conservative from now on because, you know, just uh, when I was younger, I was a liberal, but now I'm a conservative. And just, yeah, I don't know why I sound like ladies, man, but still, you get where I'm going on that. When Democrat policies of a socialist, socialist mindset of we should all pay more, well, suddenly when you start getting hit with that bill, it's like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Suddenly, all those hoes in this house are leaving. Mm. 
You still with me? Told you I'm bringing the heat. <laughs> Maybe all these bands are a blessing in disguise. Could be. Cardi B vouches for Biden, promotes Biden, rubs her important or her imprimatur, wait, her imprimatur all over Biden, and then from her ivory tower pretends that she's down with the struggle. She's raising the alarm after she aided the abetted and arsonist who's done exactly what he promised he would do. Nolte's right. Nolte is 100% right. Cardi B helped get this clown elected. Now you stand accountable. You made your bed, now you lay in it. Hmm. Last article. Trump stayed neutral, but MAGA Republicans meddling Democrats win big in New Hampshire's fiery GOP primaries. Democrats who spent big bucks meddling in GOP primaries also seen as winners in New Hampshire. Uh, Hampton, New Hampshire, Republican Senate candidate Don Bulldog of New Hampshire battled his own party and won. Now the retired Army Brigadier General has a bigger fight ahead as he tries to defeat former governor and first-term Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan in a crucial Senate contest in a key swing state that may determine if the GOP wins back the chamber's majority in November's midterm elections. You sent the biggest signal to the establishment tonight. They are going to work for you. Bulldock said late Tuesday night after declaring victory in New Hampshire's GOP Senate primary. Bulldock's top rival for the nomination, longtime New Hampshire Senate President Chuck Morse, conceded early Wednesday morning, and the AP projected Bulldock as the winner a couple of hours later. Bulldock was part of a trio of supporters of former President Donald Trump, joining Caroline Leavitt in New Hampshire's 1st Congressional District and Bob Burns in the second congressional district who edged out rivals backed by more establishment Republicans to secure nomination victories as the granite state Rhode Island and Delaware held the final primaries of the 2022 election cycle. Additionally, New Hampshire was host to the final in a series of high profile and competitive Republican primaries, which throughout the past six months have often pitted conservative candidates supported by mainstream Republicans against far right contenders, often aligned with Trump and his legions of MAGA loyalists. And while Trump uncharacteristically stayed neutral in all three federal primaries, all three MAGA-styled populist outsider contenders in New Hampshire have prevailed. In primaries where only a plurality of votes was needed to win, even as they were targeted and massively outspent by more mainstream GOP super PACs and pro-democratic groups meddling in the Republican primaries. Trump celebrated the results, taking to social media on Wednesday to write, Nice, the Trumpies people all won in new hampshire last night make america great again these are good things not in the sense of trump has that much pull that does concern me but i feel like the right people are starting to take a step up and take their place in the gop the more moderate i should say republicans the progressive republicans the more constitutionally sound republicans are stepping up and saying we don't want any more war we don't want any more foreign spending. We don't want to be relying on freaking foreign energy. Drill, baby, drill. Bring jobs back to America. And yes, let's make America great again. Because no, that does not make you an extremist to say that. It makes you a proud American to say we should have American made right here. America should be leading the world right now. And we're not. We're not because we have leaders that don't know what the fuck they're doing. All right, folks. <sighs> 
that does it for this episode. I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me a voice. Continue to do so. Follow me on True Social at John Burke. Follow me in Rumble at John Burke and also John Ross. Videos will be premiering over on Rumble from here on out. Fuck YouTube. Fuck Twitch. Fuck them all. It's John Burke Uncensored now. This episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Forgot to give that plug at the beginning of the show. We appreciate your love. Don't forget code MUG on $50 orders or more on ShellshockCBD.com. Get you a free mug. I'll even autograph that motherfucker if you want me to. Write it in the notes. $50 or more, use code MUG. And the notes on the purchase say, have John sign it with whatever you want me to sign. I'll sign it. Until tomorrow, when Josh returns, you stay savage, America.